Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. There's a drug that Wait. turns people into lesbians. I know. Wait, did Lupron make me a lesbian? Yes. Yeah, Carolyn. Oh my god. I was it before I came out. You guys, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. She's crying. So this funny. is my origin story. I didn't even know it. <laughs> I thought it was Catwoman. I'm diking out. You're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that can't keep its clothes on. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali. And today we're diking out with comedian Sharia Mattis. Couple of quick announcements. Remember to rate and review us if you haven't on Apple Podcasts, please. We need you to help us fight the good fight. We have a war waging on Apple Podcasts where people are giving us two stars because Melody talked about a sinus infection. So it's... Real wild out there, folks. Uh, Sharia, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> You're giving us a, a look and we're not lying. <laughs> I'm just really confused. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? How did you talk about this? Is it the sinus infection giving you two stars? Like what is going on? Yeah, I believe we talked about how I went to the Dyke March and I was getting over a sinus infection. And the irony is that I mentioned that I was getting over sinus infection because I first said I was sick, but I didn't want people to think that I had COVID because I was testing negative. So Mm -hmm. I made that caveat, but I did end up offending an immunocompromised person. They reviewed it used to love two stars. Now, every time I listen, every time, every time I listen, a host is talking about how they're out and about with, quote, just a sinus infection. And as a disabled immunocompromised person, it's really hard to listen to. So... I tried. Yeah. I failed. Oh, I I can never win with these dykes. I love (laughs) I love that. That's why you're getting canceled. I'm sorry. Roe v. Wade was overturned and I (laughs) needed to leave my house and scream in the streets (laughs) with a mask on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I was going off about this to a couple of comedians last night. Like, I know that people get crazy with reviews overall. It's not unique to us, but somehow this feels very unique to us. This like, is a classic diking out review. <laughs> when we when we look at other queer podcast nobody else is getting the weird shade <laughs> that's coming our way and it's all people who used to love it's us always. and then they get so petty and two stars it negates all of the good times yeah, yeah. because i guess we're always talking about having sinus infections yeah no i think it's time to start fucking your fans i think i think that's the only <laughs> that's the only way you're gonna get them to like ease up on on you is that, is that <laughs> what ashley gavin's doing yeah come on <laughs> i'm not gonna say nothing but 
Probably. <laughs> I've got to. I've got to stop clowning on Ashley Gavin because I know every time, and and we're buddies. Every time I make a a joke, I know it's getting back to her because we're having gay sex has their Discord and there's crossover and people are are going wild. But you know, yeah, I'm texting her right now. Oh my god, I okay. I was totally joking. You can cut this out. I was totally joking that I was texting her right now, but she literally just texted me. Oh was, my god, <laughs> we're keeping it in. Keep it in. Yeah. So, so the phones funny. are listening. The phones are listening. <laughs> you just texted. <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. Yeah, I'm telling her y'all talking shit right now. Tell <laughs> her yes, please do. <laughs> how how rude of Ashley Gavin. She's so competitive. She right? can't even let another queer person record with us without interrupting with a text message. Spidey senses went off. She, she like literally the text is just like I heard you were on a lesbian podcast that's not mine that's crazy <laughs> I know it's messed up man <laughs> can oh. we live <laughs> oh god so anyways I know this is only probably going to <laughs> motivate some more to start that's how it goes if you ever talk about it it does rile up some people to leave some more but we would really appreciate a uh, five star here a five star there it helps other people find the podcast and love it before they leave their inevitable two star review used to love <laughs> yeah <laughs> That is so funny. Some other announcements. We have a show at Come On Everybody on August 12th. So save the date for that. Keep an eye out for that. And then we have one other show on the books in August. That's August 17th at the Sultan Room, the new show that we had our first installment of recently with Honey Burlesque. And this one is going to be a villain themed burlesque show with some comedy. We'll talk about it more in a second. And then what I think is the most exciting update. We are an official media partner for Dinosaur. Club Skirts presents the Dinah. <laughs> Club Skirts presents the Dinah. I will get even more information and better at describing it because we will have Mariah, the founder and CEO on the podcast towards the end of August. Yes. So excited for that to get the whole origin story because, you know, we learned the hard way talking about dinosaur from two people who haven't experienced it. Maybe people don't want to hear it. So we have to get Mariah on to give everybody the history and paint a better portrait. We did do a PowerPoint presentation about dinosaur at Stonewall last night. No one liked it. No. Why? <laughs> no, some people liked it. But there was it was a younger crowd for sure. So oh. Like, at, once we start talking about it, people were whispering amongst themselves. There's a lot of chatter. And then it was, like, one friend telling the group they came with, like, I don't know, like, have you seen the real L word? Like, they go there. Uh, like, <laughs> yes. Don't they do it in the, in the regular L word, too? In, in the L word, there's a, there's a dinosaur weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. But, like, that was more recent. than, And then I hear one girl immediately go, I've never seen the L word. And I was like, oh, my God, we, we've made a horrible mistake. Get out. <laughs> This elder millennial content. We centered our hosting bits around the wrong thing. But no, I, I mean, I think the Dinah is for all ages. And I can't wait for us to go together, both me and Melody. It's not just Melody sending me off like I normally do with, with a hard seltzer in my hand <laughs> and some SPF. Carolyn loves a lesbian pool party, circuit pool party. I don't know. All of it. I'm actually going to one now. 
Yes. I'm super jealous. So jealous right now. That's- Have you ever been to Wanchuria? No, I've never been to Dinosaur. I've never been to Sweet Heat. I've never been to any of these like fun lesbian road trip extravaganzas. Never. I've yeah. always wanted to. What's Sweet Heat? Sweet Heat. This is this for like the black and Latino dykes. The, the, is it- Why don't I know about this? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in, in Miami. It's just, it's the same. It's the same thing. Just. Just, okay. I know of Aqua Girl in Miami, but yeah. I hadn't heard of that. All yeah. right. It's old. It's old. It's like, again, old. I think I don't, I don't even know if they're doing Sweet Heat anymore, but like, yeah. Do they still do Sweet Heat? But no, I've never been anywhere. Let me see. Oh, it looks like it. South Beach. Yeah, South Beach. Okay. One day. Well, I won't be there, but I will be at the Dinah. <laughs> Wait, when is Sweet Heat? I think they already have a date up for 2023. So maybe it happened. Um, it happened already uh, this yeah, year. Probably. I can't get my friends to come with me to, to Sweet Heat. That's just not a thing. You know, we, we just, at this point, we just like to be in our houses. When we wanted to go out, we were too poor. And now that we have like jobs, we're like, we got jobs. I wouldn't go nowhere. Yeah. No, but you go alone and then you make friends. I made so many friends when I went to Girls in Wonderland the first time and also thought I was like too old, too tired for it. And I surprised myself, but. I could try that. And then I could All see, right. I could see myself standing in the corner on my phone. Well, all the other. <laughs> all right. Before we dive into more about you, we're just going to ask each other a little question. We always ask, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Carolyn, would you like to kick us off? I will. I will. I think the gayest thing I did this week was host that first installment of the Honey Burlesque and Diking Out show. I've hosted a burlesque show once. And I don't know, it was a little different. It was a little scrappy. It was in Queens. This was like a different, it was, it was in Queens. It was scrappy. Yeah. This was like at the Sultan room. It was like a fancy stage. It's like sexy room, super hot, queer dancer. So this was a queer show. It's a sexy room. I had on this like sequence blazer dress and was wearing nothing under it except pasties. And People were throwing money on stage, even for the comedians. And as I was like going down to pick up my money while I was like wrapping up my set, I was trying to like keep my blazer together so my my boob didn't come out. And someone just yelled, free the nipple. And I just took my boob out. Like that's all it took was a mere suggestion (laughs) of like free the nipple. And I'm like, why not? And, and and it got me more money and I have zero regrets and my wife filmed it and she seemed to enjoy it the most and she couldn't even see it from the angle that she was at. Whoa. But she knows what it looks like. So post it on the Patreon. Okay. I'll post the video. Let's make a diking out OnlyFans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the direction we're going in, we're going to have a lot of exclusive uh, content yeah. posted on Patreon only. So sign up for that because Melody... Why don't you share what your gayest thing of the week was? Oh, so you know, probably. We co-hosted a wet t-shirt contest for Queer Garden. Have you ever been to Queer Garden? Mm -mm. It's in Williamsburg. It's at Tailgate, this like big outdoor space. And it's like 500 lesbians, dykes, queer people, non-binary people. Like, I don't know what I was expecting, but it was very diverse. It was a bunch of water balloons, kiddie pools. It's a party that's monthly that goes from like two to 10. We love that. 
as uh, Dykes, we get to get home at a reasonable hour on a Sunday. Okay. Um, It was very fun. We hosted the wet t-shirt contest around like six, seven o'clock. When I was packing to go there as a bit, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a demonstration like as a joke like you guys might not know how a wet t-shirt contest goes let's do a quick little demo I packed a white tank top and was like maybe I'll do it maybe I won't I'm gonna feel out the vibe um all it took was a couple drinks (laughs) (laughs) and me saying it's a great bit it's a great bit but only if you're comfortable only if you're comfortable mere suggestion yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I I didn't even need to encourage it I think you had the tank top ready to go yep (laughs) Right before it, I changed, I put on the white tank top and a bikini bottom, and I put it under a dress that zips all the way from the top to bottom, so it was like a reveal. And my lovely co-host, Carolyn, dunked water on my totters. <laughs> and I've never done anything like that. How did it feel? Gay? Exhilarating? Yes, all those things. I felt, <laughs> you know what? I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I did like put a towel on, but not quick enough because I woke up to, I want to say two to 300 videos tagged. Um, <laughs> my DM request is horny uh, and clogged with <laughs> footage. And, you know, I kind of forgot about the permanence of camera footage. So... There's that. <laughs> no, it was super. I think it also was necessary to do. If you're in a host, a wet t-shirt contest, you have to make sure people know what a wet t-shirt contest is. It's not like it's self-explanatory or in the name. You have yeah. to show them. You have yeah. to show them. It's important. Because one right. contestant had a bikini on. And I was like, that's not it. That's not how it works. Wait a second. She had a bikini yeah. under her white t-shirt. And I did not in my demo. So... No matter how hard you try, you're not going to get the rules across. That's right. That's why your DMs are full and <laughs> horny and clogged. That's me too. I'm horny and clogged as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it's Leo season. We're all like out there peacocking. I really think that was it. Like, I'm always very sad and hermity in the summer for cancer season. And it's like the second it became Leo season, I did that. Did I was on one after that. The next day we hosted our Stonewall show last night. I flashed the audience my ass two, three times. Like I, <laughs> yes. Why? what's happening? What's happening? And this was just like unprompted. Melody's like, should I show my butt? I should show my butt, right? I'm like, <laughs> sure. Like in what content? You know, it doesn't matter. We'll find a way. We'll just show your butt. I'd yeah. like to show my butt now. Come on, I have one month until Virgo season. I'm a Virgo moon. I got to get my shit together for Virgo season. Let me have some fun. (laughs) Okay. Can I also say, as I was pouring the water on your boobs, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be respectful and not look at my co-host boobs while I'm doing this. But then I didn't (laughs) want to like miss with the water. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then I was like feeling just so uncomfortable. I'm just like, I'm pouring water on her nips. Like, (laughs) Oh my God. I, I appreciate you were like, I want to pour water on your nipples just enough that they protrude, but also in a professional way. Yes. Yes. In a coworker way, in a way, do not me to me. (laughs) (laughs) Next fight we get in. (laughs) <laughs> right. And another thing. Remember that time you 
water on my nipples and you watched. <laughs> it was so disrespectful. Y'all have way more fun than I could ever have. <laughs> Amazing. Y'all have so much fun. I don't know. I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in you, Sharia. I don't know you that well, but by the end of this, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna bring out that inner Leo. I'm a Pisces, okay? I'm a Pisces, 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 okay? You are? There's a much stronger chance that I will cry on this podcast than go out and cry You want to know the gayest thing I did this week? Yes, we were just going yes. to ask. Oh, you were going to ask? Okay, I see. No, let's go. What's the gayest thing? Come out with it. So I was in London. I was working. I was, I was in London for work all week. And like, you know, so I'm working uh, on the shoot in the daytime and then I'm working in New York time. So I'm, I'm doing meetings until like 11 p.m. or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm in London and I was like, all right, it's Friday night. It's London. And I was like, I'm going to go to She Soho. I'm going to go to that, that oh, lesbian bar, She Soho. Yeah. If you, have you guys been? No, we've had listeners reach out and tell us about it. I heard, I was like planning it all week. I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Friday night, we had a last minute meeting that went on till 1130. And then I was all dressed up to go. And instead of going, I just fell asleep with my hand in my pants. So that's the gayest thing. <laughs> yes. That I did yes. this week. <laughs> so sad. That's gayer than going. That that's is. gayer than going. Is that, I think that is gayer than going. I think it is. It definitely is. <laughs> also, I have to ask because I, I have seen some clips of your stand up. Would you ever participate in a wet t shirt contest? I mean, I guess we'd have to. I just. I don't want people to trip over my nipples. Uh, if they're also, you know, they're both, they're long and they're wet. Like at some point you got to put cones around it. There's no, that is not, you know, that's just, that's just a, a hazard waiting to happen. Um, so I don't know about that, but maybe, maybe let's see how many drinks you can get me. There wasn't <laughs> enough of that. That'll be my one complaint was that nobody tripped over titties at the wet t-shirt contest. Yeah. That's what was missing. I got you. We could have played jump rope. We could have done double dutch. It could have been great. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's time. I could it's because I scooped mine back up. Like I <laughs> got some uh, big naturals that I had to immediately you know, throw him back over the shoulder, tie him up, et cetera, nice. et cetera. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Are you part of the long titty committee? Yes. That's like, I've always been, I never, you know, when everybody else would flash their titties or whatever, like, I like I, I just was always like, I don't know. It's not for me. But now, like, it's like since I've been doing jokes about them and, and like, kind of embracing their, their length, and their power. <laughs> like I, I've been, I've been like, hey, I should pop a titty out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I should, I should pop them out. Like, I've been wanting to do. You know, I'm. You know, I ruined church. I ruined dinner parties. But I need to reclaim my time. I need to reclaim my titty <laughs> time. And I'll, you know, I don't care. I don't care if it's your baby shower. It's time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need to start doing shit like that, you know? Make up for my non-titty 20s. I... The power of titty compelled you. Yes, yeah. the power of titties compelled you. 
Yes. Yes. I think we we must name this episode Reclaiming My Titty Time. Yes. I think that's title it. of Up Reclaiming. <laughs> I love that you're putting that in like an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. Oh, absolutely. But I I feel like we gotta add more space to it because there's probably gonna be some other front runners. I can already feel it. Let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> you might be like, we can never speak to this bitch again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I am so excited. I was hanging out with Alicia Brown today and she found out I was recording with you and got so excited. And I was like, is there anything I should know that I might not be able to tell like off the bat from like her social presence or her website? And Alicia was like, well, she's probably going to want to talk about reproductive health, uh, fibroids and having post hysterectomy. And I looked at the Google like doc you submitted and it's literally those things in that order but then uh-huh. there is also why do studs only want bad bitches <laughs> why do, i must have been going through something sounds personal when i wrote that <laughs> yeah why do they why do they only want the bad bitches like it's too much effort to get because it goes with the vibe and aesthetic and it's just like it cramps style to not i don't know do they like the drama I think so. And I think studs are now like, I think it's time goes on. A lot of studs are acting like, like dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they want, they want to be like, you know, little Uzi Vert. So they, you gotta have, <laughs> you like, they can be whatever they can be in their like cornrows and their jeans, but you gotta have on your lashes and your lace front and your contour. And it's summer. It is too hot to be a bad oh, bitch. God, it yeah. is not. How are these? <laughs> how are y'all doing it? Like what? Like no. And, and I mean, I'll do it, but you got to have like serious strap game and like like yeah. really fat ass, fat titties, pretty face. If I, if it's gonna be that, I gotta. You know, you gotta be a bad bitch too. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> do you think the stud community and the bad bitches up in Canada are thriving because it's cooler and they're able to do more. Definitely. <laughs> With the climate? Yes, I think climate. Think about all the, the studs in Norway uh, yeah. and the, the bad bitches in Norway. I, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> do you remember when glow butler went to norway for like a month or two do you know glow i know glow but i did not yeah know yes glow that. was like i was the only black person in the country i know it's not true before i get a two-star for that one i just like glow was there shooting for the travel ah. board there they had like an experienced norway campaign and it was glow a white girl and a white guy they wanted to trick black people into a false sense of safety of like (laughs) thinking that there would be more of them in norway (laughs) glow is the face i mean glow loved it the experience but also was like yeah i didn't see anyone else (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. she told me about that too it glows a little bit of a stud wow I can't wait for the review from the two star review from yeah. the one other black person in Norway being like, <laughs> you. I'm not even going to go there. I've already been chewed out, actually, by. We cannot. We have to stay away from geography. I know. I'm s- sorry, Melody. I'm as still much not as over it. About geography, we have to. I got chewed out. What happened? I missed it. Oh, God. See, this is the type of shit that lesbians get mad about is <laughs> geography and sinus infections. Like, we got to do, listen, our people, do we not have a enough to complain about. I know. I have a joke actually that 
like one of the punchlines is sinus infection. Now I'm like, well, I got to scrap it. You know that show, Carolyn, how I talk about how I had to have been homophobic in a past life because I have like so many sex injuries, like tendinitis, I have TMJ. And then I was like, but it just sounds cooler, sex injury. Like, I'm just going to start calling everything a sex injury. Like, yeah, sinus infection really got in there. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. I'm saying that now to retire it. (laughs) Yeah. At this yeah. point, sinus is a slur. At yeah, this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> the, a slur. I, I want to go back to the, the strap game. Like, what makes, like, a good versus bad strap experience for you? Um, I mean, okay, well, I'm, I haven't been strapped in a very long time, to be honest, because the fiber rates kind of fucked up my game a little mm. bit. Uh, so, right. but when I was out in the streets hoeing, which I used to be, um, like a good strap game, you got to, first of all, you have to be a good listener and you got to wind that weight. You know what I mean? You got to know how to like, you know what I mean? You can't be some studs just be like, it's like, what are you doing? Hey, 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 hey. This is a, <laughs> this is a sensual experience. You know what I mean? You got to have you know, a little wine with it. You got to listen. You got to like know when the dick falls out, which I think is actually not really a fair thing to make <laughs> it's not a fair assessment to make we have to tell you but like i like it but some studs have like a sixth sense some studs yeah. have like a deep all right, all right. metaphysical connection with their dicks so like <laughs> they know that it's fallen out they're like ah, yeah. and then they you know what i mean love that there should be technology for that like you should get like a little a little <laughs> notification on your phone or something that you can hear in the background when it, when it comes out. Yeah, because they do have those dildos that you can control. Like there's a remote and the partner can control like the pulsing. Like it could just like send a pulse back at the person who's wearing yeah. it to be like, eh, it's out. Well, they're not going to stop it. That They actually have those. They have the vibrating straps that like. Yeah. 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 Those are fun because they'll just be like. <laughs> and you're like, all right, all right. This is supposed to be about me. <laughs> You're just over there enjoying yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, no, there should be, there should be, it should be a clear signal. It should be as soon as the yeah. strap is out, there should be like a robot voice. It's like strap out, strap out, emergency. <laughs> it should be some sort of notification. <laughs> I can't get over the metaphysical connection. I'm like, I wish like our straps found us like the sorting, or, <laughs> like the Harry Potter wands. The wands. The wands. The wands. Not the sorting yeah. hat. Sorry, I was just in the Harry Potter store. My girlfriend's niece is in town. But why didn't I think of that? Like, you know, you have kind of this ceremonious kind of ritual. I feel like Jess Henderson and Kendall Payne a while back, I believe, filmed a sketch because I remember... They sent me pictures of it that was like, yeah, the Ollivander's dog shop or whatever. And they were boiling all of the <laughs> the dildos for it. Yeah. <laughs> and and then they sent me footage of that. I'm like, who are these wild people? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. I'm going to look for that. That's hilarious. Also, yeah, I'm like, that has to live somewhere if somebody finds it. Oh my God. Also, I love Alicia. I don't know if I said you were like, oh, I was talking to Alicia. She oh, yeah. Then, she loves you. And then I was like, fuck her. No, I love her she's great i love her she's hilarious she's perfect and her girlfriend's so pretty oh my god i can't even believe it oh they're both so pretty a literal model they're a model couple 
Oh my God, yeah. I can't wait till they have children. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that DNA together. My God. Could you imagine? Yeah, it's too uh, much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually unfair. It does make some people angry, some of our friends, when they show up too hot. Yeah, yeah it, makes, it pisses me off. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's enough. Um, <laughs> but she uh, and I both have PMDD and we talk about it a lot. And she was like, you got to talk to Sharia about all that. All the pain, all that. Like, what's the journey? What happened? Uh, I mean, same. Like, what happened? What happened? No. <laughs> so, like, um, I think, honestly, I think I've had, I've had fibroids, like, I think from teenage. I think I had them, like, since I was, like, having periods almost. But I, I used to complain about how heavy and, and painful and horrible they were. And I was, you know, put on birth control and taken off of it. But never anybody said anything about fibroids. And then uh, I started talking to people about it. And then I heard about it. I like heard about it through word of mouth. Then I did some Googles. Then I went to an appointment and I specifically asked to be for a, a, a exam, specifically to look for fibroids. And the homegirl stuck her hand in there and was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, because like I kind of, they had gotten so bad and big that like... <laughs> big and bad that uh they were they were like this is all right we're gonna get real yeah they, they were protruding out like they were like blocking my cervix so like I could feel them I started like when I was like getting strapped and I was like what is that I was terrified terrified I was like definitely yeah like, I'm definitely gonna die um and so but then like somebody told me about fibroids I went I got them checked out and then and then like I kind of was like okay take your time with some treatment options and think about about it and then the pandemic hit mm. and so it was just me alone freaking out with my fibroids and I swear they got bigger the stress had to have made them bigger yeah and like it was just like it totally like fucked me up it was the only thing that I could think about it was the only thing and I you can't talk about or you you really can't you can't talk about this shit you can't like go to dinner and talk about this shit everybody's disgusted so you're living with this horrible thing Finally, when things lifted a bit, I was able to go forth. I had a few surgeries. I had a UAE. I did a Lupron treatments, uh, which are like, oh. have you heard of this? I was on Lupron very briefly as a teen, and it was the worst. As a teen? Yes. For what? Well, you have endometriosis. Oh, what? Yeah, I had really bad endometriosis. <laughs> Dang! Dang! <laughs> <laughs> You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey, 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So I, I've never had fibroids, but I had ovarian cysts that would burst, and it was very painful. So that started when I was 12. Even <gasps> before I got my first period, I had an Ugh. ovarian cyst burst. Oh, my God. And... Uh, it, it's like pain that'll make you black out. Yeah. It, it's like, like depending on like the size and severity of it. And then I got put on birth control when I was like 14 and was just like on birth control all my life because that's the only thing that they can do to kind of like manage endometriosis and like stress and diet stuff. Don't get me started on this. I know. Yeah, I was yeah, put yeah. on it when I was 12 too for some similar reasons. For the PMDD? Yeah, well, at that point, I didn't know what that was or that wasn't diagnosed as that, but I was getting such painful periods that I would like black out, pass out, faint. My sister still will like throw up a lot from heavy periods. Yep. Once she fainted in the subway station from a period coming on. And people just walked right over her. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that's crazy. That See, this is, and also, I'm sorry, it pissed me off when you said that because that's not the only thing they can do for endometriosis. That's right, just the right. only thing they do. You they, know what yes. I mean? Like they don't, yes. I, when you start, when you go into that like rabbit hole and start reading about this shit, you realize like they don't do like so much medical like school. There's a gap. There's a huge medical school gap in education about like internal sexual organs, about these things. Like people were reporting specific symptoms. They were doing, they used to do IUDs as to treatment for endometriosis, which is they found out like the worst thing you could do because it's a nerve issue. Yeah. They put an IUD in and people would like fucking pass out because it was just making it worse. You know what I mean? Like, and so they just, I I, like, they don't talk about these things in medical school. We don't talk about these things in like sex education classes when, when we're younger. Right. 12 years old. And you're like, come on. Like, yeah, and, and nobody knew, like, when I was in, in high school and dealing with this, like, none of my friends or, like, nobody knew what endometriosis was. And I was, like, the only person that I knew who had this until I met a substitute teacher or something who ended up, like, having to tutor me. I was taken out of school for a while. Like, I was in so much pain that I just couldn't, like, consistently go to school. And they put me on Lupron. And that was when I wasn't going to school. And thank God, because that puts you into, like... Menopause. Menopause. So here I am, like, 17, getting, like, hot flashes in the middle of the night, like, throwing off my comforter and then getting chills and then putting back on just, like, night sweats, like, chugging Gatorade at 3 a.m., just losing my... Crying at like everything everything like if someone looked at me the wrong way I'd like burst into tears I was just 
nuts. It made me nuts. And then I, I'm like, I hope this isn't like a preview of what's to come for me. Oh, it, is. <laughs> it is. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's crazy. Okay. So I was on Lupron at like 30. So I can't imagine being 17 on Lupron. I that yeah. that is see why you gotta one up me. I came here to, <laughs> <laughs> I came here to complain and you just kind of just came in and just fuck oh that's fucking crazy, bro. It's so distant and like somewhat repressed for me, but but you've just kind of like activated it. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I'm so how long were you on it? Just like two months or something like that. Two months? I yeah, was yeah. doing I yeah. did three six months intervals. Oh. On so it was, and I was having hot flashes on stage, which was the <gasps> yeah, worst, yeah, yeah. the worst. Like, oh, I can't imagine. Cause you already get hot and then the lights and the anxiety makes you hotter. Like, right. And then to be suddenly hot, like, no, having, it's not hot flashes. It's a fever. It's like a sudden yeah. fever has come on to you. And right. so like, I'm in the middle of a joke trying to be like, mad casual and chill and cool and i am dripping with sweat and i'm just (laughs) so like it's not sexy like it's not fatigue it's just it was it was in the emotional upheaval and all of it i did all that and it didn't do one thing for my fibroid my fibroid did not shrink whatsoever they the host was strong as fuck like i did i did that i did a uae uh uterine artery embolization which was horrible it was horrible the pain was absolutely intense and they refused to give me anything strong for it in pain management because that's a whole medical racism thing like right 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 yeah they were like, ah, no, cracky, why do you need some drugs? I'm like, I'm dying. Like, you know what I mean? They do not. I threw up blood. And, they, like, they would not give me anything strong. For Finally, somebody came and gave me morphine, so I got some sleep. Ugh. But, like, it was, and again, did nothing for my fibroid. Yeah. Did nothing. So, at that point, it was like, and this is years. We are just talking about, like, years of dealing with this. And then I had a wonderful surgeon who was like, we could do a myomectomy or whatever. Wait, what's that? Yeah. See, like, I don't even know what any of these things are. I forget that nobody knows these things because I, this is all my life. This has just been my life. So myomectomy yeah. is when they just remove the fibroids, right? Okay. Oh. The problem with that is like, they often grow back, right? Right. They often grow back. And mine were so aggressive. Like literally, like whenever I did like an MRI or ultrasound, they'd be like, holy shit. Like they would not be chill about it at all. When I went in for the consultation for my UAE, the doctor greeted me. He was like, Sharia, you have a very large uterus, young lady. I was like, damn, are you talking to me like that? That's mad disrespectful. You don't fucking know me like that. Like, like, that's how they used to talk, you know what I mean? Because they were so huge. So I knew, like, I knew them hoes would would come for me again. Um, And so I said, let's do a hysterectomy. Yeah. I didn't want an abdominal hysterectomy because I just... I'm already scared. Like, I'm a pussy about everything. <laughs> so, like, surgery scared the shit out of me. And the idea of being, like, hacked down the middle. Right. That's not how they do it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, I had, like, a surgeon. I was so lucky and so blessed to have an amazing surgeon. She's the big uterus whisperer. Uh, she somehow did it laparoscopically. Like, I went to so many surgeons who were, like, there's no way we can do 
a laparoscopic hysterectomy on your giant fucking fiber. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And that bitch pulled that shit out of my ear like a magician. Like she was so good. And like, it took hours there were, it was attached to like a bunch of my organs, like my fibroids would be attached to a bunch of like, yeah. Right, it, right. They were pushing yeah. on my bladder. Like it was serious. Like they had to take my cervix because it was attached to my cervix. Like they cleared me the fuck out. And like, it it was just, it was crazy. And it, it could have been prevented or caught earlier if I had been educated in any way about that. Or if the doctors who saw me and heard me complain about my periods took me seriously and had been better educated about them. So now, like, if I hear two girls talking about something or if I hear somebody complain about their period within, like, a 70-mile radius, I'm going right to them. And I'm like, you didn't check. You should go go check. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the worst. I'm the worst person to have around. But, like, I'm the fibroid person now. I'm the fibroid. Yeah. uh, Just warning people all over the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that's how it always happens. Anyone I know who's had fibroids, they learn about it once they're the size of grapefruits in them. Yep. That happened to my mom. She had, I think hers were the size of apples. They love comparing them to fruits. But yeah, she... She had a hysterectomy, though, to get rid of the fibroids, too. And that was like maybe a year before I went on Lupron. So she was like, I know, honey. I know. Oh, Oh, and you guys talked about these things like she was able to like talk openly with you about them. Yeah, because it it was like around the time that I had. Well, I was like struggling with the endometriosis. And when they did the surgery for her fibroids, they're like, oh, by the way, you also we also found endometriosis like whatever stage that she had it as. And and then that's why like with me, be, because the only way to find out you have endometriosis for the most part is to do a laparoscopic surgery. Yep. And you don't want to put like a kid through surgery if they don't need to. So like that was a whole other thing with, yeah, like going to doctors and having doctors like tell my parents the pain was in my head and like all this stuff. And they're supposed to be painful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's what I was told too. I was like, no, I shouldn't be debilitated by them. Yeah. Like, sorry to interrupt you, but that's the thing. No, no. That's the thing is like that all, most of these things, like you were talking about your sister also had Mm -hmm. your mom had endometriosis, my and fibroids. My mom had fibroids. She never talked to me about them until I was having my hysterectomy. And then we like talked about it. And like, she told me this story. She was like, she was pregnant. They told her she had to terminate her pregnancy because the fibroids were, were blocking the vaginal canal. There's no way that the fetus is going to be able to grow. They were going to terminate the pregnancy. And I kicked the fibroid out of the way somehow. And it was horrible and painful and she had to go to the hospital. But that's how I was born. You know what I mean? So this, the, me and fibroids, this is an ancient blood war. And yeah, they're just getting back at you because right. you, you kicked their cousin. That's oh, right. Man. They just get me licked back. This, this is going to go on forever. They've just been watching you from the shadows for years, like <laughs> plotting their revenge. Yes, that ass. That ass. They have like my name on a list. Like, like, and, but. But like me and my mom never talked about these things. And like, she yeah. just, she just couldn't, she had to, we, she had been, she's Jamaican. You know what I mean? They don't, they're not supposed to talk about shit like this. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. If people with uteruses and would talk amongst each other about these things, like that is so essential. This, this community of people with internal reproductive organs, having these conversations 
openly about these things will prevent them. And we've had a culture of such shame about talking about these things that I think that's why it's been worse. I think that it's made it worse. You know what I mean? It's made it worse to deal with. It's made it harder for doctors to even learn about. And it's made it harder for us to know what's going on in our own bodies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's so mystified and stigmatized that that stigmatization is being used to weaponize abortions right now. Better fucking say it. Yeah. There are international groups that market themselves as menstruation education programs, but what they're actually doing is brainwashing people all over the world. They go to Kenya for it. They go, yeah, there's a bunch of them in Nairobi right now, Venezuela, all over. And what they're really doing is in their quote unquote trainings and education, it's like an MLM too. It's like you get your certification, then you go and you can teach a bunch of people about periods. And they teach these people, you know, they're going to finally learn something about their bodies for once but what they're really doing is advancing a political agenda because most of the donors for these groups like feminternational.org we see you are funded by white christian right-wing billionaire evil monsters Yep. The same ones that are doing everything else. Yeah. That it's all a part of that agenda. It's it's part of that conversation. Yes, bitch. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think that when we talk about like educating and gender, like whether or not you're somebody who gets a period, I feel like it's important to know about this stuff too, because we're working with people who like have no idea what it's like to like come into the office and be suffering. What country was it in Europe that recently is giving? I saw that. I don't know what country. Giving you like two days a month, like for the worst days of your period, you can yeah. you can take off and have paid leave. Can you imagine? What? It's got to be like some Scandinavian country or something. Yeah. What? I want to say it was maybe Italy or something. Dang. I don't know. It, it was somewhere in Europe. Spain. 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 Yeah. They're giving people three days a month. Three days a month. Wow. Oh. That's beautiful. I know. <laughs> Isn't it? Can't even fathom it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because if you haven't been through it and you just don't know, I mean, because I was on birth control for so long and then I went off of it to do IVF and like preparing my body for that, which was like a whole other nightmare. But when I went off it, I got like a real period for the first time since I had been on birth control. And I was like, fuck, like, oh, my God. God, like I forgot how horrible this is. This is the worst. Uh, yeah, I, oh God, I have to say, like, it's been a struggle with the Lupron and with the hysterectomy and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. whew, do I love not having periods? The freedom. <laughs> I want one so bad. I want a hysterectomy so bad you do yes i do for the pmdd yes and they won't do it no i have i need to try i just assume i can't but i know they don't they They won't they won't it's so hard to get one it's like you have to be so i don't know rich or have power every time you hear someone say hysterectomy it's like oh the thing lena dunham got that's all anyone ever says because right i know people have tried to get them i've just been so discouraged from other people's stories that i assume i can't get one i'm on medicaid you know yes i mean okay i'm a a royalty i was on medicaid for my hysterectomy and i got the cadillac of of hysterectomy doctors but okay let's talk yeah because she she i think she's like one of those doctors that's like 
early in her career, but is an amazing genius. So mm-hmm. like amazing. I caught her right before she I heard stories where like girls are trying to get their uh, hysterectomies and they are like, hey, we need to contact your partner. And they're like, what do you mean? Some guy that I fucked yes. in a bar? Like the, the guy who can't wash his drawers? You got to ask his permission before you deal with my uterus? Like it's insane. Yeah. Is that illegal next? But, uh, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, that's a legitimate thing, though, where they have to contact yeah. your partners to get. Like it's all connected to this like abortion meanwhile men can get a vasectomy you know just like go in and ask for it like no problems and then like i'm sure they're not having to get sign off from their wives i know someone who they wanted a hysterectomy so badly and they kept being told no 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 and then they eventually got cancer and then finally got their hysterectomy it took getting cancer oh my god and they were like, all right, I guess so. Since you got to be right. dramatic about it. We'll give you your yeah. hysterectomy. Like, Is that crazy? Fucking Jesus. This shit makes me so pissed off, too. Because it, it's just a greater example of us not having control of our bodies. This alleged yeah. freedom that we're supposed to be like, we're for. Like, we don't have that shit. It's bullshit, like, in any way. And it's all just a mechanism of control so that we can supply a domestic supply of infants to fill the Amazon warehouses and the prisons. I'm sorry. Let me not do this. (laughs) Preach. Preach. No. Yeah, I mean. That's it. Can we pivot to sex post-hysterectomy? Yes. I have had very little sex closest directly. I've noticed that I am like sexually, I think the whole ordeal kind of had such a, like an effect on me emotionally that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah, It had an effect on like my sexuality. Cause like I used to be attracted to men. And then when I started the Lupron, it killed my attraction to most men, like 99% of men. It was so weird. Oh, wait. There's a drug that wait. turns people into lesbians? I know. And we were <laughs> just shitting I'm on hearing. it. Yeah. What? Wait, did Lupron make me a lesbian? Yes. Yes, Carolyn. Oh, my God. I was on it before it came out. You guys, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's crying. So this is my cool. origin story. I didn't even know it. I thought it was Catwoman. I thought it was Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. <laughs> but it was Lupron that made me gay. I think, I mean, like, I do think there is, like, there was obviously, obviously my attraction to men was uh, the result of a hormonal imbalance or something. Like, that is what (laughs) it was at the end of the day. But like, and like- The defect in your body that made you attracted to men. I really, it was a, yes, it was, that's, that's how evil fibroids are. (laughs) But like, I had always, like, I came out as lesbian first. I'd always been more attracted to women and to masculine women. And then the attraction to men sort of, I guess, kind of came up a little bit more in college. And I fought so hard. Like, my lesbian friends were so kind of rough on me when I was starting fucking dudes. And, like, I fought so hard to, like, claim my identity just to have me end up being like, oh, what happened? You know what I mean? 
And so that was a huge element of it. And it's way easier to have sex with men than with anyone else. It's just so easy because you don't give a shit what they think. And like, yeah. <laughs> you don't care about their opinions. You don't care about anything about them. So it's so easy to fuck them and then be like, leave now. You know, like, <laughs> it's like with, with other people, it's a little, it's a little, with other, it's a little harder. And so... And then, like, my sexual confidence, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like, you know, like, ah, throwing this, doesn't that, ah, ah. Like, it's not that. It's it's very, like, I feel very protective of it, of everything, because of all it's been through, you know, to be, like, the recovery period. Yeah. You see your, <laughs> you see your poor Punani, and she's all bandaged and fucked up. And she's like, you know, and she's bleeding. you got to blow dryer. You know, like... It's it's hard to then be like, eh, who wants that? Like, it's really hard to get that to that. So I've had a little, like, whatever. And, like, you know, some make out and some little, you know. But I haven't I haven't been strapped since the hysterectomy. Well, yeah. I would, I, you know, I was, I was, I, I got strapped before the hysterectomy. I got strapped with the fibroids. Very uncomfortable. But having uncomfortable strap-on sex is just theater, by the way. Like, you're just, you, yeah. nobody's having a good time. You're just, like, <laughs> it's so stupid. And, like, then, like, you know, now I'm, like, free. I thought I was just going to, like, eh, kick this hit this uterus out. And then, like, I'd be popping pussy everywhere I go. Yeah. And it just hasn't been. And I, it's, like, an, and then getting horny, even masturbating. Like, I used to have to stop myself. I used to have to, like, tie my hands down to stop myself. <laughs> and now it's just, like, an old, old crank. It's, like, an old, really, <laughs> to get myself excited and then get myself, to get, to get an orgasm. It's, like, a two-day shipping delivery. Like, it's, it takes forever. <laughs> it's different. I'm in therapy or whatever, but I'm trying to, like, regain my sexual confidence after this and like try to you know get back out there and pop pussies i used to be that bitch you know what i mean i used to go to parties they used to be like lock up your daughters lock up your sons you know what i mean and now it's it's not that no more she's still there she's healing yes yes she's healing she is healing and and i think my expectations were stupid (laughs) my expectations were that like we would go through this long process and then finally i'd get this hysterectomy I'd heal from it and I'd be magically okay. And that was just not realistic. It just yeah. really wasn't realistic. So, but you know, I'll be back out there. I'm going to be throwing ass. I'm trying. I'd be at the parties and stuff. I'll be trying a little bit. Because if anything, like, it's better. Like, you could put, like, 10 straps in this motherfucker. Like, hey, hey, let's do it. Yeah. But for me, like, the it's the part of sharing my body in that way with someone after having gone through this like all this stuff and after really it's after having seen it and felt it after the surgery yeah that is the real thing there's something it something changes about your perception of your your punana when when you when you see her like with her battle scars and like you know what I mean like it's there's something changes in you about how you perceive her and how you want to share her and I'm not used to that I'm a hoe you know what I mean I'm a fucking hoe and I'm not used to being like oh my precious flower like that's not me you know what I mean so yeah I gotta find a balance I gotta find a balance yeah I didn't even consider the emotional ramifications or mental because it is just so painful and I just want the pain to go away. I'm not thinking about the emotional pain yet. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, and then also are you on like an estrogen patch? 
No, I'm not. And I think that's, that's the next step also to get my, my, get the old wheel a little greased up. Yeah. Yeah. Like another thing, a part of it is like, I've been using lube lately, which was not my, I used to talk shit about people. I y'all need no lube for this. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit wet to the motherfucker. (laughs) It's not no more. Like, it's just not. And I have to use lube and like getting over, like re- evaluating myself sexually and reevaluating where my sexual confidence comes from yeah. is that but I think the next step is I gotta get some met because I saw my ovaries I still have my ovaries so I'm still producing hormones oh good okay yes but it's different it's different it's not the same right. I, I talked to some other women who had like uh hysterectomies and who were doing menopause and stuff like that and I'm gonna try to talk to my doctor about some more medical intervention to get my get the slip and slide back you know get the (laughs) sorry (laughs) like I gotta get her yeah pop it again you know pussy pussy gotta pop I don't know how to say that to a doctor but I gotta (laughs) just like that just say just like that please Please do and then report back yes you should do a a one-woman show if you haven't I could just see all of this at uh Edinburgh yeah like this the way you talk about it it's so funny informative yeah entertaining but raw but also light like whoa all right (laughs) melody we get it you want to be sharia's manager fine i know i'll direct it (laughs) that's so nice thank you i that's a great i mean i wrote a pilot about it and like you know i've been and it's gotten some good feedback from you know people in studios and stuff but like a one woman show about my hysterectomy journey sounds like something yeah. that I would love to do and would be difficult to pitch. But <laughs> no, please, please do it before Lena Dunham does. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah you're right. And, and call the show that I'm yes. doing this before Lena Dunham does. Yes. You are right. You are. I need to get on that. You know what I'm writing that out today. They, yes. no, thank you so much. That's so nice to hear because I do worry about people's discomfort when I talk. Not with y'all, y'all cool, but like, like y'all gang. But like, I do worry about how how people sometimes the reaction to when I talk about these things is so intense. So I really, really appreciate. No, no. I think we're so starved. It's yeah, for it. it's so important. I mean, even this wasn't fibroids, but like Rosie O'Donnell, when she got a heart attack, she did a whole tour and her whole set was around her heart attack because she's like, women don't know the signs of a heart attack. You know, it's like different than when men get it. Yeah. And we're told to ignore the pain so much that when things are bothering us, we just like let it go. And that's why like heart attacks were like, what, the number two killers killer or something for, for women besides men yeah <laughs> no for real maybe i'm sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> no we're yeah. not <laughs> yeah i guess you don't have like a, a bunch of angry male <laughs> listeners this is joe rogan <laughs> <laughs> the cis dudes who listen to this podcast are nodding they're like yes so sorry so sorry but i love that <laughs> i love i love a humble cis dude yeah. <laughs> I've never seen one. I hope to be one someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legend has Legend it. Legend has it. They're, great. <laughs> they're, they're out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That's, thank you. Yeah. You know what? You're right. And I'll give you guys like a cut of, of no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Just give us like front row seats. That's it. Yeah, that's all we want. For sure. Front row seats and, and pretend like you recognize us. You know, don't be like, who, who are these People here not be like, hey, I know you guys. That's it. That's all I want. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm a 
He's like, me, thank you for coming to my show. There's four whole people there. Thank you so much. <laughs> <Your support. laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. Oh, y'all are great. Uh, I love y'all. Fucks with y'all. Good game. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have to wrap up, but we have a final question. Totally out of left field. Okay. Do you have any gossip for us? Gossip? I don't talk to nobody. Uh, <laughs> gossip. We mean like, no. It could be like in your mail room, passive aggressive notes in your building. Celebrity gossip. You know, if, if you have a conspiracy theory you want to start. Oh, I heard a rumor that uh, young MA is cheating on her girlfriend with me. So. <laughs> wow, great gossip. Spread it. That's good. Like, okay. Wildfire. Wow. Speak it into existence. <laughs> wow. Yes. Because now we've heard that ourselves. And mm-hmm. yep. we're going to be talking about that. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about it to young MA. <laughs> yes. Until she comes yeah. to my house. And then yeah. like an enemy to lovers thing. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that TikTok of this like little white girl who went to see Young MA? It was like a release party. It was some or like, does Young MA have a product out there? Oh. Oh my god, the girl was TikTok famous. I don't know if she was TikTok famous before or if this made her TikTok famous, but in the video, she's crying her eyes out like her and her girlfriend went or her good friend. I don't know, but it's like, she's very much dressed in that cottage core kind of aesthetic. I remember this. I know what you're talking yes. about. Yes. Yes. That they kicked her yeah. out of the party. They were having like a, for being underdressed. Yes. She was just, it wasn't even cottage Do you remember core. that? Yes. Like kindergarten teacher. I saw this too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. That was hilarious. Yes. No, don't go to black tie party looking like, fucking you know rug rats like what is this like this is no really it was like that camp like kind of like best friend beaded necklace aesthetic yeah it, was it like, literally looked like a candy necklace that she'd sucked on already yeah. like come on <laughs> come on man. she is just sobbing and she's like i literally went just to see her like my girlfriend and i really just wanted to see her and i don't understand like i thought we looked nice and <laughs> Like, but then I looked up pictures from the event. It was very, you know, Gishy, black black tie. Like yes, yes, it was yeah. black tie. Yes, that's the that's the T C. And if Young MA is listening, I would never do that to y'all. I would never. <laughs> I would come dressed down to the nines, and I will be a very good third if that is what I have to do. Then I will do whatever. Oh, yeah. She listens to this. I know she does. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get her to. Yeah. <laughs> That was crazy. That was hilarious. Like, come on now. Yeah. Why does they have to go anywhere dressed anyhow? Like, yes. come on now. <laughs> well, hopefully she got famous off of it. Yeah. Oh, she got famous off of that? I'm saying hopefully something good came. Like, I, you know she got a lot of traffic. Can't you make money off TikTok? I don't know. Uh, we got to talk to Ashley Gavin. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's doing ads for candy necklaces now. Like, she's doing <laughs> she, she's doing ads for, like, yeah. <laughs> for like little girl dresses. Yeah. <laughs> hmm <laughs> American Girl Spawn Con. Like, you know. Spawn Con, like, dressed. She's not even a cute American girl. She came in dressed like Addie. 
Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, this is not the move. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was oh hilarious. I remember that, yeah. Oh <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's gossip too. Okay. Count it. Love it. Well, Sharia, where can people follow you on social media, shoot their shots, slide into your DMs? Where can they find you? Please send your stud cousins to my DMs at uh, Sharia yes. Mattis Comedy on Instagram. Sharia did that on Twitter and on TikTok. Sharia spelled S-H-E-R-I-A, Mattis, M-A-T-T-I-S. Uh, yeah, uh, hit me up. I will be posting more. Social media makes me anxious and I've been working like a Caribbean Same. single mother, but give me a break. I will be, I will be back. I will be <laughs> posting shit. Don't worry. Yes. And we will have you on one of our upcoming live shows yes. to do some stand up. We would love that so much. Yes. Yes, please. I love y'all. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> well, you can follow us at Diking Out and at Diking Out Podcast on TikTok. Oh. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. I squealed because every time we mention it, it is a reminder to actually make a TikTok. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, keep yeah. your eyes peeled. It, it could happen. Um, We're at least talking <laughs> about it. And that's, that's the important first step. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm at Melody Kamali on all social media. Remember, you can get an extra episode each week. Patreon.com slash diking out to hear our diking off topic. A lot more gossip there. So much more gossip. So much more loosey-goosey. Very fun. We have a great time there. Thank you so much for listening this week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.